Welcome to another episode of the Creative on Purpose broadcast, conversations about finding fulfillment through more meaningful work. I'm your host, Scott Perry, author of Creative on Purpose, available on Amazon, or visit BeCreativeOnPurpose.com to get started with free chapters. Let's meet today's guest. Susan Preston, welcome to the broadcast. Please introduce yourself and share a project you're currently working on or excited about. Hey, Scott. Um, My name is Susan Preston. You got that right. And I just want to start out by thanking you for giving me the opportunity to join into an ongoing dialogue that you have that I so appreciate and I think is so important at this time in the world, combining um, purpose with our creativity. I am so inspired by your grit, resilience, and persistence and creativity. So uh, thank you thank so you. much for the opportunity. Um, I am a designer who works with creative entrepreneurs and service-oriented businesses whose work is having a beautiful impact on the world. Um, I help them with their digital strategy first, which lays the foundation to build upon their website design, uh, lead magnet designs, and webinars and presentation designs. And I've been doing this for just over 20 years now, and I love it. Fantastic. (laughs) And uh, so just in the interest of full disclosure, I'll go ahead and share with our audience that you and I are old friends um, in digital years. We've been we've known each other for almost a year. Uh, Susan and I met through the marketing seminars first session where we were participants and Susan and I for most of the last year have been uh, members of the same mastermind that came out of that. Um, session. And Susan does amazing work and is phenomenally good at what she does. Susan, tell everybody where they can, um, where, where can they learn more about your web design and your um, slide development? Uh, the name of my company is Clearly Presentable. And you can find me at clearlypresentable.com. Great. Yeah. And so, uh, and you, it's a great name and you'll see that right there on her, her own site, the, uh, demonstrated Susan's, um, expertise. So, um, you're in, you, you've turned a creative endeavor into your vocation. And, uh, I'm always fascinated by people's stories about how that came to be because my own story is, is, is fairly, uh, convoluted, you know, jumping into a professional music career. So I'm always interested in how crazy people like you and I got into what we do for a living. So what was the, the, the motivation or the intention or the aspiration, or how did you just plain fall into what you're doing now? Oh, well, I have identified as an, being an artist since uh, probably before I even, I, I can't even remember when that started. Um, my mother really encouraged me um, and, saw, and saw my creativity as a child. And so all through grade school and on, you know, into my career, I've, I've, I've been a creative person. So uh, when it came time to decide what I was going to do uh, professionally, there was just no question in my mind that uh, it would be something creative. And the segueing into design, uh, you know, that I was, I, I went to uh, college at Virginia Commonwealth, Commonwealth University and they 
in their design program, it's pretty awesome. They force everyone to go through a foundations year where uh, you do life drawing and uh, take classes in um, not only design, but really an emphasis on fine art. And one of my professors back then really encouraged me to uh, go into fine art. And I felt like I wanted to um, not have a, a career that was that felt quite that risky. <laughs> and so um, taking my, you know, taking my creativity and combining it into um, a career that uh, is not just about my creativity, right? I feel like I'm a conduit uh, for the message and the dreams and the beauty of what my clients do. I, 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 it's such a privilege to, to work with people who are having a beautiful impact on the world and helping them, you know, facilitating their message getting out to the world and having greater potency. Really interesting. So there's two things that, um, that pop out in your answers to these early questions. The first is this idea that you shared about how you've self-identified as a creative person really since mm -hmm. childhood. And it's one of the things that I, I discovered in, um, in writing my book was that very, very le less than 50% of Americans identify themselves as being creative and worldwide, the percentage is much lower and uh, but when you, when I talk to people that say they don't self-identify as being creative or don't feel that they have any creative capacity, I ask them always to reflect back to childhood. You know, did you dance? Did you sing? Did you draw? Did you have puppet shows with your stuffed animals? I mean, and everybody does that because creativity is just an inherent human capacity that we all possess, that we all explore and utilize with abandon as children. But something happens as we get um, encultured and go through this, the system, whether that's the educational system or the, the job system. And sometimes um, that creative capacity gets muted or um, diminished or uh, just starts to become something that we don't tap into. Um, the other thing that you, you, you talked about just now was this idea of helping others uh, bring forth mm. their, their create. And I, I, I do this in my teaching as a guitar teacher. And it's like probably, uh, you, you said, kind of indicated this. It's, it's actually more rewarding mm. for me to actually bring somebody else's creativity along than it is to be cultivating my own creative instincts and capacity. Mm. Any, any thoughts on, on either of those points? Well, I think it's really funny that you brought up puppet shows because I actually was really, how did you know that? Um, <laughs> I was really into puppetry when I was in high school. I actually was in, in grade school and in high school, I put on puppet shows and, uh, so that that just made me laugh um, a bit. Well, here's here's here, uh, here's something even stranger. As a boy, uh, I was a huge Jim Henson fan. Even before the Sesame oh Street, there was stuff, right? I didn't know and so, this. And so um, my mom, who was uh, uh, did a lot of sewing and knitting and and that sort of thing, um, had was subscribed to Woman's Day magazine or one of those magazines, and 
one issue had uh, patterns for Muppet-like puppets. And I cut those out and I actually started to, because my mom had taught me to sew and taught me a little bit of, of knitting and all that. I actually broke out her machine and started making puppets and then a friend got a friend involved and we actually created a company called the Fuppets. Uh, and, uh, and we staged, we made a stage, we put on shows for the neighborhood kids, we popped popcorn and my mom sold it out the kitchen window and, and all that kind of stuff. So there you go. We okay. We might've been separated at first. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I mean, it's funny because just yesterday I caught one of our cats with like the, the dismembered arm of one of my old puppets. So it's obviously it got to the bag of my old childhood stuff. And I was like, Eh, cat might as well have some fun with it. I've, it, it, I, I'm done. I'm my my puppetry career is over. Oh God! Um, oh, is it like a frog leg, Kermit? Kermit the Frog it got was, dis it's, dismembered. It's, it's a, it was a blue felt arm that was stuffed with you know wadding <laughs> that um I don't remember uh which uh which character it was, but um yeah. So anyways, I, I interrupted, but I just I thought that was really funny that we had experience. That well, I think you know, creativity needs to be cultivated. Uh, uh, rec recognizing that it's uh, something that all, every single one of us possess. Um, we're constantly in a process of creating who we are. Um, many of us, I think, without really realizing that. Um, but we create cups of coffee in the morning and we create conversations with each other. Uh, it's, uh, we, we are just by nature, it's part of our human nature to be creative. And so just starting with recognizing that about ourselves and then uh, committing uh, to cultivating it. It's, it's uh, creativity is definitely something that needs to be cultivated and watered and cared for and will if, if you're not shining a light on it and fertilizing it, it, it will start to wane. And, um, and, and we've had these conversations um, for quite some time now because, uh, and this I actually didn't mention the project that I'm really excited about <laughs> at the top of the hour. I'll, I'll do that now is um, a, a, a few months ago, three or four months ago, uh, the two of us are joined with some other people from Seth Godin's initial offering of the marketing seminar. We're all in a mastermind together. And every week we get together and we start off by sharing a win and a loss. And I shared my win. And then it, it, I don't know if everyone in the group realized this, but I kind of felt it felt like kind of a confession you know, here I am, this creative person with a creative business. And I said, I don't feel creative. And I remember in our Zoom group, you know, kind of these incredulous looks on, on our friends' you know, faces going, well, how can you say that? Like, you're creative all the time. Look at the work that you do in your web design. And um, I said, I just, uh, you know, everything that I do, has is uh, on the behalf of the people that I'm serving, and uh, that's awesome. Awesome, you know. And, and I agree. To, I, I get a, a great sense of um, satisfaction from that. Uh, but 
I have all these photographs that I've been taking since I moved to New Mexico and they're piling up on external hard drives. And what am I doing? You know, and, uh, you know, what, what, what happened to, you know, the artist within me and uh, the commitment that I had to my own work. And I remember you, you know, being the sage stoic <laughs> in our mastermind group. You, you, you just, you, I remember you sitting there nodding your head and you said, no, I totally get it. Uh, what's your, the component that you're missing, Susan, is self-expression. And so began um, the journey over the, uh, you know, about three or four, well, four, maybe four or five months now. Um, of allowing myself, um, giving myself the gift of um, sharing who I am through, um, through my photography. And so I just launched, I mean, it's been less than a week. I announced it officially on my Facebook page just I think it was three days ago, mm -hmm. um, my uh, brand new website, which is called Susan Preston Studio. And you can find it at susanpreston.studio or you can also type in susanprestonstudio.com. And uh, the purpose of this website is to create and share with purpose uh, it's a simple idea, and that is to share the beauty that finds its way through the lens of my camera. Yeah, and it's so yeah. it's a fantastic project, and I'm really proud of the work that you've done because I, um, I remember it was not just that one conversation that <laughs> bring that to life. Oh, really? Um, so maybe I've wiped the memory of that out. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> So there's a bunch of stuff just kind of came up and I just want to stick a, a pin in a couple of things to, to highlight them and we can choose which ones we want to, um, that we want to dive a little deeper in. But one of the things, and I've experienced this and I hear it in what you're, you're saying is sometimes when we turn our creative creativity into our job or our passion mm -hmm. into our job, you know, jobs require, suddenly there, there's some urgency that comes to, to some of the decisions that we have to make. And we cannot take the slow um, path that creativity normally begs for. And we start making decisions when our creativity is our business that are very different than we would make if our if our creativity was something that we didn't have attached results to, uh, especially financial results. And so um, I, I, I think that uh, I, I, I found myself in my career as a musician getting to the point where I was becoming the very person I said I never would be, which was kind of the embittered, jaded, kind of angry guy that wasn't feeling like he was getting the breaks or the gigs or the money that I was, you know, that my talent um, uh, was worthy of. And then uh, this, I flipped the switch by just saying, wait a minute, you get to, this is what you get to do. Like every day you get to play music. It's called, that's called working music. You get to play music for a living. You get to make people happy for a living. Quit your whining and just do your damn job. <laughs> um, but it, you know, there, but it, that was not, that didn't come until after a period where I was like, 
I was kind of unhappy and not really sure that I had made the right decisions about what to do. So I think there's a danger, you know, I, I don't think that um, it's good advice to say, follow your passion, follow your bliss, do your art, mm-hmm. make, you know, make your art your job. I think there's something to be said for, like, keep your, keep your passion as like your side thing, like do that, you know, because you can, because you're making money doing this other thing that hopefully is also meaningful and, and satisfying, you know, something within you, or, or at least tapping into your talents and um, aligning with your values. The other thing that, um, uh, that you, you're saying here that, that resonates with me is this idea of create the difference between creativity and art. Mm. And I think there is absolutely nothing wrong with just creativity for creativity's sake. If taking pictures and dumping them on a hard drive gives you some sort of satisfaction, that's all well and good and fine. But what I was hearing, I remember from that conversation was it, that wasn't enough. And so it was time to take the next step. And, and this is something I, I speak to early on in my book. It's, you know, creativity is, is for its own sake is fine, but it's not art until you share it. And it's oh. not, and it's not art it, it, and it doesn't elevate to art or to good art until you do that process of sharing it in public with, um, with purpose, with intention, with a proper motivation and with the, the audience that needs it. And so, uh, you know, you, you brought all of that um, into, this, into this project of, of yours. And it just, it seems like ever since you, you did a soft launch before you did this official launch. And I noticed a change immediately, it, even during the soft launch stage. It was like, oh, suddenly, you know, without any attachment to any specific result, this was out there and it was happening and it seemed like it felt good. So I don't know, you can speak to either of those points, either the creativity as a job or, or the difference between creativity and art. Oh, wow. Um, That's all late stuff. I told you these were going to be. I I like, I like deep dives. This is good. I'll put my mask on. Um, (laughs) um, Well, design is um, design is a job. Definitely. Um, The difference that I see and and it's, it can be kind of subtle um, I, I feel like I'm a, uh, I, like I said, I'm a conduit for the message of my clients, right? And so I'm very careful about who I choose to work with. Um, beauty is a very deeply held value for me. And I'm not talking about aesthetic beauty only. There's beautiful impact. There's beautiful change. Uh, the people that I attract and who resonate with me are having a beautiful impact on the world. And so that makes my design job uh, something that is a great source of inspiration for me. But I think what happened to me, I know what happened to me is that as a creative person, that's not enough for me. So that, that, that's in the realm of uh, income generation, at least you know, at this moment where I'm helping someone share their thoughts and their messages. But I have something to share and say right. too. And, um, and so 
you know, all these years uh, in shooting all these photographs, um, I live in a beautiful location in New Mexico. And, you know, that, that's been a creative practice of going and taking pictures. Uh, but this crossing over this threshold to make it public and um, to share it with the world uh, has, uh, there, there's, there's this bubbling kind of excitement that's, um, that's, that's coming up from inside me uh, where that sense of depletion, and I've really, I, 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 I offer this up to your audience <laughs> that um, when, when, you, when, when, when you put it out there and you take the risk of showing what you've created um, to the world, uh, there, it, it, it's an act of generosity. Uh, if, if that sense of purpose is there, right? And, and the, the, I, I think that's the really uh, an important component of your message in your book is um, I'm offering this as, uh, as it's, it's not just for myself, it's a gift to myself and to others. And I'll tell you what, it hasn't really taken that much for that sense of creative depletion that I was feeling a number of months ago to just dissipate. Um, I'm, I, I have such a sense of uh, joy around this now. I really, really do. And so, uh, yeah, and I, I, do, I do think that as creative people who do creative work in the world, this is, this is a source of, of tension um, for us. There's tension on both sides. Cause if you're just, I, I'm not gonna use the word just, when you're creating <laughs> art um, and it's not under that big headline of uh, profession, there is a, there, there's going to be that tension of, will they like it? And um, you know, is there, is it valid for me to be spending the time that I'm spending on this when it's not making money um, versus the tension on the other side, on, on the professional side where uh, it's, it, it's way more results driven. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, interesting. So I love what you just said about art and generosity. And I think that um, a couple of things. So, art becomes more generous, not when it's becomes free and not when it's, um, hmm. not when it's just, uh, shared over and over and over again. But I mean, it's, it is, it is far. So art, I think of art as some art can be done in the receptionist chair and the way that she greets a guest. Art can be done in the email that you send um, to a, a family member, you know, having a hard time. Art can be done in, in any in, endeavor, meaningful endeavor that we engage in, and it becomes more generous and it becomes a higher form of itself when, we're, when it's done with the greatest possible intention like having a very clear motivation that's not selfish, that's not just about getting attention or getting money, but, uh, and 
done with the intention of service to help enhance or improve somebody else's life and you know has an aspirational quality to and 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 i i think that art at its best enhances both the maker and the receiver um that's kind of the point and we live in a society now we live in a in a especially for those of us that practice our art um at least in part or market it at least in part through the digital world generosity quickly can become promiscuity you know this idea that we have to you know spam our email list you know to get them to buy or, or to look at you know our latest thing or um, you know scheduling tweets to make sure that you know we say something six times a day um, and that sort of thing so um, and then the last thing that you spoke to is just you know the, the fact or speaks to that 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 idea that I just shared which is art enhances the maker and the user that it it makes us all happier and healthier, which mm -hmm. is kind of what we're here for, like to figure out what does it mean to be human and happy? And how do I become more of both without infringing on anybody else's ability to do the same? <laughs> mm, that's really beautiful. It, it, and, and actually, as, as you're speaking, uh, uh, yeah, the distinction between, because the, what I do professionally is is very art centered. I, I don't want to take that away um, from my client work, um, and and my, my clients are very much artists in their own right. Just like you were saying about the uh, receptionist showing up and being generous, I think that it's it's just the distinction that I'm uncovering for myself right now is what who the voice it's it's the voice so professionally i am working with someone else's voice and that is that that is their art and i'm facilitating it whereas susan preston's studio is centered around a open vulnerable creative sharing of my voice that uh, i i i mean i i hope is is a generous mm -hmm. offering yeah, yeah so they really do overlap they that you know there's a crisscrossing and a and really a cross-pollination i think that uh well, that's that, a, that is I, happening Does that's that make a, yeah that's a great point to that because we're wrapping up on our time together to kind of end on yeah. is you know as creative people um we don't have to it's not like we have to compartmentalize you know right. uh what i one of the things that I learned in the marketing seminar is that, you know, number one, I got a whole new idea of what marketing really can be for and how it can be an extremely generous um, act and that uh, generous and uplifting and aspirational and true and authentic. Um, but it's not just about marketing stuff or services. It's about, I mean, human to human connections and collaborations and, uh, you know, improving yourself as a person through the act of storytelling, which is ultimately all uh, marketing really boils down to. So that's a, an, a, a fantastic point to end on. Well, and I, and I also think, just let me insert, inject uh -huh. this, is that, you know, because I work in the realm of marketing, 
Um, it's not artistic when you are yelling your message nice. at people. <laughs> and so the, yeah, yeah, the art, part of the art of business and sharing uh, uh, what you do with the world is uh, having, being creative in, 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 in the sharing of it. Yeah. yeah. Without, without the yelling. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, and that's where the generosity comes in. And just, just circling back to that point we we're making earlier, sometimes when it's our job, we can really easily fall into that habit oh. of yelling and spamming because we're so desperate to, to get the, the money results or the attention exactly. result that's going to enable us to continue. Well, mm -hmm. Susan, it's, I really appreciate um, your time and your, uh, the expertise that you're sharing here. And we've uncovered a, a bunch of um, things that I think will provide powerful food for thought for our audience. If you would please just one last time, let people know where they can um, find you after the broadcast and uh, continue to follow and connect with your work. You can find my design work at clearlypresentable.com. And you can find my photography and musings at susanpreston.studio. Fantastic. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in. If you're still with us, we appreciate your time and attention. Please connect with Susan at either clearlypresentable.com or susanpreston.studio. And it's always good to hear from you at becreativeonpurpose.com. Remember the words of Epictetus, learning that does not lead to action is useless. So go out there, share your best work with those that need it. It really matters. Susan Preston, thanks so much for your generosity and being here and for all the great work that you do. Thank you. Thank you so much, Scott. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you're still with us, we really appreciate your time and attention. Please connect with our guest wherever they live online. And it's always good to hear from you at BeCreativeOnPurpose.com. Now, remember the words of Epictetus. Learning that does not lead to action is useless. So go out there and share your best work with those that need it. It really matters.